Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Brandford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to episode number 208 of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garman. Here with me, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, we're not just by ourselves for this episode because we're talking about our most anticipated games of 2020. And what a day to talk about it on the final day of 2019. Joining us here, Randy Isbell. Hello. And Jens Dietrich. Salutations. All right. So, yeah, we got uh, plenty of, of 2020 games to talk about. Uh, we, If you missed it, we did our top 25 for 2019. Uh, the... Uh, top 25 like article on the website should be out there at some point, uh, probably during this day. Uh, that all this is out there. Also out there is our 2010-2012. Looking back at the decade, the best games of those years. We'll keep doing that throughout January. Should have at least three more by the weekend. So that series will be continuing. And, yeah, so, man, 2020, literally upon us, guys. Are are you excited? New systems, lots of crazy amounts of awesome games coming. 2020 looks like it's going to be a banger year. No, I think the new systems aren't going to go well, at least for the the first year or two, (laughs) because launches never go well. (laughs) Uh, That'll be good stuff. There's always something at launch. And even if not, we'll just have better running versions of everything. Let's hope for an Amped 4, you guys. Since these are going to be more iterative, it's. It, I think it'll be much easier to transition over. Yeah, I mean, do, do you guys think that... Are, are Well, I should ask that question. Are you guys going to buy, stand in line... Ordered on Amazon, whatever you're going to do. Are you getting a launch PS5 or Xbox Series oh. X? Yeah, of course. Day one. Yeah, if I can afford it, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Mark. Money pending, yes. Yeah, I'm saying here, money pending. Uh, I don't know because I doubt Harmonix is going to make another jump. Like I feel like Rock Band's probably going to be dead. That'd be crazy, yeah. Uh, that was the whole reason I'm going to be honest it's the whole reason I bought an well, other than Master Chief Collection the whole that reason I bought out. an Xbox One <laughs> I didn't buy it launch the reason I bought it first instead of the PS4 was because I had some feeling deep in my heart that there would eventually be another rock band and I wanted my DLC to work and I was right eventually what a but, heartbreak. Yeah, it would have been... Because I, I know a lot of people that got it on the other system 
because they bought a PS4 and they were heartbroken that, you know, Sony and Microsoft were not going to let that happen. <laughs> so, oh. uh, yeah. I, and I have like 2,500 songs. So, yeah, I just didn't mm-hmm. want to, I didn't want to lose all that. So, uh, yeah, I have no idea. But, I mean, Halo Infinite being there at launch is very tempting. <laughs> so, as we'll talk about. Um,. Well, let, let's get into some recent news first before we get into the extravaganza, since all of us have top ten lists. A lot of them cross over, so it's not like we really have everybody, you know, talking about 40 different games here. But there is some variety there. But um, just basically happened uh, before, well, not right before we recorded, but a, little, a few hours before we recorded... Uh, Uncharted, the Uncharted movie that has Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, a younger Nathan Drake, has lost its seventh director. Randy, I mean, as the Uncharted fan, are you excited about at all about this movie? Do you care? And what do you think with all these directors? No, it, it's it's just doomed. It's it, just give up. It, it's interesting that that Tom Holland is supposed to play nathan drake that's fine i I'll, i will always have my youtube version of the the fan the nathan fillion uncharted movie that is the uncharted movie for all i care yeah there's just nothing about uncharted like everything that makes uncharted special and impressive as a game does not like nothing about it translates into being anything more than just an average adventure movie of which we made like God, how many 80s uh, Indiana Jones knockoffs are there, you know? Like, it would just be another one of those. I don't think it would really stand out as a movie. Like, the the whole thing of it is that it's a video game that's so incredibly cinematic. But a movie that's cinematic is not that interesting. Yeah, it's not. It worked for Assassin's Creed. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. It didn't work for Prince of Persia either. And and Mark just made your point, Jens. Good job. (laughs) I mean, I realize he was joking, but I just yeah. couldn't let it stand anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, supposedly... There are so few good, and I'm using the term good uh, loosely, but there are such few good uh, video game movies anyway, so I don't want my favorite franchise to go down that rabbit hole. Well, I mean, None PlayStation Productions exists for this reason, so, mm. you know... None of these directors that were attached to it really filled me with confidence. I mean, like David Russell is a good director, but I don't really see him as a. Uh, no, he, he, was, he was a tad weird. <laughs> yeah, Neil Berger, I, I, I wouldn't want Seth Gordon terrible. So, like, I, I'm, I just hope this this doesn't happen. Honestly. Well, well like, didn't Travis Knight? He didn't. He directed something decent, didn't he? I would have to look yeah. him up because I don't know who. He yeah, is. he. He did Bumblebee. That's it. Yeah, Bumblebee. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Sean Levy's doing that. Free Guy, which looks amazing. Oh, but... yeah, he's. Oh, yeah, Free Guy does look good. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Travis Knight. He's uh, from that um, animation studio. He worked on Kubo. Yeah. 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 So like, I mean, when he's he actually kind of filled me with a little confidence because I mean, Bumblebee may not have been the best movie, but it's still the most watchable Transformers movie ever made. Yeah, I mean, and John Cena was in it, so you know it was golden. All right, the one way, if, if it was Travis Knight, the one way I'd have liked to see an Uncharted is just do it like a Leica animated movie. 
I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to do all that to, but, you know. I think it'll eventually get made because PlayStation is on it and they seem very gung-ho about this, even in the statement that they make. So... I imagine uh, also... I mean, it already happened, but I imagine, like, the Tom Holland call might have gone if you don't give Spider-Man back to Marvel I'm off Uncharted. <laughs> oh, you think this was just a, a thing for leverage? Like no, I don't think it had about. anything to do with that, but... I mean, apparently the Spider-Man, now that he's back in doing that, is also causing a problem, and that's why Travis Knight had to leave. But yeah, wait. So they're they're already so Uncharted is already in the works, which so it'll probably get made, right? It'll just be a horrible mess. Yep. Well, they just got a good director, which they can't seem to hold on to because they have a screenplay written. What's Brett Ratner up to these days, you guys? <laughs> Still trying to make Rush Hour 4, I guess? So. Maybe. Well, speaking of live action, Final Fantasy XIV is also has a live action uh, script finished. And that's isn't also involved a... with the PlayStation productions. So, it, Isn't this the second one? Because wasn't there some Japanese show about... Like a father and son bonding yes. over Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, oh god, I just saw it. I can't remember now. But yes, there was a trailer for that. It almost it almost got made and it didn't. Mm. Oh, I thought it did get made. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they made the trailer. I don't think the show got made. Yeah. So. Uh, who among us gives a fuck about Final Fantasy XIV? <laughs> I'll watch this if it was yeah. good. Um, because, you know, it's Final Fantasy, but because they do have a story to go off of, they can do a season on each expansion, so it's I not... Can't in, I can't <laughs> wait until after the second episode when the world breaks apart, like a from Reborn, and they have to reboot it entirely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm optimistic about this, at least more optimistic than Uncharted, because it's kind of like we were just talking about off-air about The Mandalorian. It's just a, you know, a cool setting that you can just do stuff in. You can kind of do whatever you want. Uh, tell whatever whatever little sto- little or big stories you want in a Final Fantasy fourteen, you know, show. Like it doesn't even have to. Yeah, and they can create follow. their who their main character is because the main character is who you created to be. So they can basically choose whoever they want. You know. Yeah, so it's a lot more flexibility for what you can do with it, and you can be much more creative with it. I think. Yeah, supposedly so. like Final Fantasy seven almost got a TV show, and I could imagine how that would have been. You know, so it's. I mean, let's be real. The the, the Final Fantasy game they should they should make a TV show as Theater Rhythm. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, they just no. have to have all of them show up and. No, yeah, it's just a big dance. It's just a big cosplay dance off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Celebrity yeah. judges. I mean, I could yeah. already see them. That, yeah, it's the uh, mass singer of Final Fantasy instead. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not do that? So, uh, well, it's great that we have Randy on here uh, to talk about this. So, some of the rest of the stuff is kind of old. So, sorry uh, if it's uh, like you're sitting there going, well, this is like from two weeks ago. Well, this is how really slow the news cycle gets <laughs> when, when it comes Christmas around this time. Too, so, yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 3 remake, apparently, according to the producers, is going to have way more changes than 
Resident Evil 2. Are you cool with that, guys? As Resident Evil 3 original players? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Upgrade it. Let's go. Resident Evil 3, the original one, had like, a, like let's say there were like 10 buildings or like 10 stores on the store, on like a street. You could only enter like one or two of them because the rest were like blocked off with trash or something or just like, you know, garbage. So I imagine you'll be able to go into like a lot more buildings and like areas to explore and, you know, do stuff in. Well, so, okay, here's some of the things. So Dario Rosso apparently is plays a much larger role uh, in this Everyone's game. Everyone's favorite. <laughs> uh, Carlos has been changed around uh, to be more mature, supposedly. Obviously, we've seen Jill's they changed her attire, even though you can use both of their original costumes uh, as bonus outfits if you want. Um, I'm, the well, hun- I like pre-order bonuses, I think. <laughs> right. Uh, the Hunter is in the game, but it's been reimagined. So it doesn't look the same. And yeah, that it's 90% complete, so it should come out April 2020 like it's supposed to. Now that sounds like way too crazy, so you know, I, I'm sure with what they did to Resident Evil 2 remake, this should be uh, just fine. Yeah, I, I'm more curious what they're gonna do with Nemesis now that they basically made Mr. X what Nemesis was supposed to be, where he's following you around well, all over the place. Does he follow you really... the entire game then? Like, no, the he, had, he has his own set pieces. But yeah, I'm curious if. You know, he's following you around a lot more. Obviously, he can blow up a lot more walls and stuff with his rocket launcher. So I'm more curious what they're going to do with that. Uh, the, the addition to more Dario stuff is fine. It was just kind of the same with Resident Evil 2, where they Marvin played a bit more of a role than he does yeah. in Resident Evil 2. He's in one cutscene in the original, and here he, he, he played a bigger part. So that's what I expect for Dario. Uh, the other changes, you know, just kind of come with the territory and, and it coming out in 2020 instead of what 1998 or whatever that came out in. So I, I'm for it. I'm ready. Let's go. Well, I know Mark's not ready for a possible Dino Crisis remake because the Dino Crisis name has been trademarked for a second time in nearly two years by Capcom. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah. I know you. Dino are... Crisis one was bad. In fact, they were all bad. <laughs> That's what, but they can make them better. They the can only, rebuild the only, them. The only way they can make well, it better is adding a jetpack. There's people that apparently love this game so much they're freaking out when this trademark came out. So it's a neat like, idea, but like Dino Crisis One, like the reason Resident Evil, the old Resident Evil games worked at all, is because it's slow enemies for the most part. Like Dino Crisis had fast enemies that could like jump at you, so it really didn't work. <laughs> Well, it works no. with this technology, though. I mean, yeah, I think that's why they're doing it. Is because Resident Evil Two Remake did so well that they're like, okay, we we can just keep remaking all of our old assets and make a buttload of money. It makes sense. Where's the uh, gritty Mega Man Legends reboot? That's twenty twenty two, sir. Yeah, <laughs> it'll happen. I mean, Capcom's already said it before that they're gonna. That's part of their plan, is they're going to keep remaking things until it doesn't sell, basically. I look for the eventual Resident Evil 2 remake remake. <laughs> God. Well, this time it's Otto Wong. It's starring Otto Wong the whole time. 
Ada. Ada, come on. Ada. Uh, so, uh, Telltale Games, of course, is not the same Telltale Games as before, but they showed off uh, that they're doing both Among Us 2 again, but they went back and actually said, hey, that stuff we had before, we're scrapping it. We're doing it from scratch with a new engine and everything else. Does this make you a little bit? Well, they, they would have to because... If they tried to put out that old engine again, people would riot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also doesn't necessarily have a bunch. It has some of the same people, but not all of them. In fact, I think they had one of the writers that was, like, live-tweeting the Game Awards, and she, like, you could see her distress as they announced that again, uh, that she wouldn't be working on it, but... I mean, I wonder I mean, if this it, means they're going to release it all as one game instead of doing it, the episodic still, they're thing. They're known for the episodic thing. And it yeah, still but technically... Well, if it, doesn't, if it doesn't do well, then they'll have to put all their eggs in one basket. Just I mean, but why would it not do make, well if you're using... Because their last eight games didn't do well. Oh, but how much of that is from the engine that's so bad? Yeah, but there's no hope. I don't think there's a lot of hope that this new engine's going to be good either. And I think they just, people burn out on them to some degree as well, in addition to the frustration with oh, the Wouldn't that make it more sense, though, to release it as one whole game then? Yeah, I mean, I could see I could see it being, you know, why, why not just have it be the binge model of playing episodic games? Uh, that doesn't make any sense, what I just said. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't think people would, like, people like the episodic thing because it's done in chunk form. Like, if you're just going sit, to sit down and play a 10-hour adventure game, people are going to, like, lose focus by the end of, like, episode, or hour three, and I'll never go back to it. No, but I like a nice 10-hour adventure game. Yeah, you do, but most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not, I mean, it's Wolf Among Us, so I don't really care anyway. I mean, I know that people like that game, but I don't really I mean, have... Uh, you know, tied to the Fables universe or anything like that. So. I didn't have a tie to it either, but it's yeah, well I, done. Yeah, neither did I. If, if this was uh, Game of Thrones Season 2, and I get to find out what the fuck happened at the Grove at the end of that game, then... Uh, that, don't worry, that'll first. be next. Oh, God. That'll be that. And I, the more I could just forget about Game of Thrones having a Telltale game, the, I could do with that. That game was, it was boring. I don't know. I just like some of the other ones. Like, Tales from the Borderlands was great. Game of Thrones, yeah. which is like coming out at the same it, time, was bad. Wait, it's funny because you haven't played Borderlands 3, but Borderlands 3 really shits on Tales from the Borderlands. Oh man. It, it, makes, it makes Vaughn an incredibly, un, like, you just want to shoot him in the face. Ugh. How can you mess that but up? Oh, I didn't man. even recognize Vaughn, like the character, until I re- re- read about him. And I was, oh yeah, wow, what happened to him? <laughs> <laughs> well, mysteriously, this happened. I think around Christmas time, or I can't remember exactly. But Sony like just randomly announces, "Oh yeah, we've added a back button attachment to the DualShock Four. 
So now there's two buttons that you can map to whatever the heck you want. It has an OLED screen. And it's like basically Finally. replicating the paddles on the Elite controller. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if people want that, it's nice. But yeah. I don't care. I don't think Jens cares. I do I care. Don't. I'm a huge fan of the Elite controller. I love the, the pedals. Um, I actually bought both Elite controllers. I bought the new one as well. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really like I don't like clicking in the sticks to do things. I don't like L3 and R3. So putting it on the back and being able to use my middle finger to uh, to trigger those buttons, I think is awesome. And I'll be buying that as soon as it comes out. Not January twenty third. You can buy it for thirty dollars. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's a lot cheaper than Elite Controller, which is nice. <laughs> that's true. Well, Elite Controller, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of benefits to Elite Controller, but you know, I also I love the PlayStation controller, so I'm I'm happy with this add-on. Well, yeah, I mean, for an accessibility thing, I think this is great for people that need it or you know could use it. I, I think Sony should do more in this department because when Microsoft came out with that controller that that was like. You know, not really a controller, but like anybody could use it if, if you can't hold a controller or whatever. The accessibility, I don't remember what they called it, but it's that white one that looks like it has like wheels or whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought that was like such a great thing. Like they didn't have to do that at all, but they did, you know, and, uh, you know, Sony should do more in that department too. Uh, more people should be able to play games regardless of physical limitations. Uh, Randy, any thoughts on yeah, the back? My point? only question is the timing with the new system coming out. I, I'm in the camp that thinks that this will come standard on PS5 controllers. Maybe not the whole thing where you can change what the two back two buttons do on the controller, but everything that I've read is, is showing that you can use, you're supposed to be able to use DualShock 4s on, on your PS5 when that comes out. Right, so like the... this is just an ex- an accessory to make those work even better. I, I have no problem. I've never used an Elite controller, so I don't know about those. The only thing I worry about is with that button in the middle being right there, and you just click it, and it changes what they do, is if I'm playing a really intense part and reach back to hit that button, and I hit the middle button and change what those two buttons do in the middle, I'm going to be screwed. I'm sure there's got there's gonna be some solution for that, or like you've got to hold it for a second or yeah, something. Where it, like, yeah, where it locks or something. But that's the only thing I can think of, and it's it's more of a joke. You're just playing a game and losing it, and all of a sudden, my button's not doing what I wanted to do. Look back there. Oh, it's square now. Oh, that's okay. I got it. But yeah, I think it's more of a, a get people ready for what will be on the PS5 controller. Yeah, that could be a case too. That could certainly. Just come standard with the PS5. We'll have to see. I mean, uh, good that Sony's doing the same thing that Microsoft, where you can use your previous generation controllers with the new one. So that's that's good that we're seeing that going forward too. And finally, since you know Witcher is all the rage right now because of the Netflix show, uh, which is apparently the one of their highest rated shows ever. Or I don't know, viewed I guess because they don't do ratings. Uh, CD Projekt Red has inked the new deal with the Witcher author on, I don't know how to say his first Andre Andrei Sapkowski. Okay. Yeah. So, thank you guys for uh, helping with the pronunciation there. So, 
if you remember, they've been having a dispute for a while about he feels yeah, like he deserves more money. That's the funny part. <laughs> and so this... technically he doesn't because this is not the first time this has happened before where mm-hmm. somebody decides to take the all lump sum instead of royalties over a period. And then he realizes, oh shit, I would have made a lot more money if I would have just taken the royalties. And now he wants back in the action. And for a long time, CD Projekt Red was like, no, we don't owe you anything. You sign what you signed. And they've gone back now and basically said that this reaffirms uh, the existing title to the Witcher intellectual property, and this basically clears up any problems we had before, blah, blah, blah. How do you feel about this, uh, Jens? I mean, I'm you think so we happy more to books see out of this or anything? Oh, I'm, I'm, he's probably working on something. I mean, I'm, I'm a Sapkowski fan, but I'm also a CD Projekt Red fan, and it has pained me to see them kind of trash each other the last few years. I mean, like, Sapkowski seems to, uh, he, he, he will go on interviews and talk about how they're ruining his character and stuff, which I don't agree with at all. But you can tell it's just from the bitterness of the fact that, you know, he didn't really think that video games were going to, you know, he didn't believe in the medium. He thought, well, that, he didn't like, believe oh, yeah. in, in the, not just the medium, but he didn't believe that the Witcher would make it as a game because right. CD Project Red was kind of unknown at the time. So yeah, so he had no faith in it to begin with. He made a bad deal, and then he was he was pissed off about the fact that he made a bad deal and just trashed him for years, which I didn't like seeing at all. So uh, I was worried that The Witcher Three might be the last Witcher game. I'm super happy to to see them bury the hatchet or at least uh, come to some kind of amicable agreement, um, because it means I don't have to feel conflicted like I have to choose sides anymore between them. Anything, Mark? Yeah, about that. I mean, I don't really care about him necessarily, but his bitterness always is like, I wanted more money. It's like, well, then you should have been a better businessman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. And, and the, I forget the other author who's slamming him for like, oh, there's a Metro guy. He was like, well, don't be a dumbass then. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, it's not just, it's Sapkowski was not just trashing them for the money thing. It's not just like they screwed me over on money. It's also... He had. He seems to have disagreements with the creative vision, or at least. Um, well, the cur- the game actually has like one or two brown people in it, so that's what I don't think he likes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No, like those books are like really like very not uh, diverse. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> he comes. He comes from a not. He's he's he comes from a yeah, very from undiverse <laughs> European country. So yeah, exactly. He's writing yeah, I mean, what he yeah. knows. It's not. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call somebody racist for for uh, you know writing something that kind of conforms to their culture in which they, you know, came of age. But whatever. Well, and lastly, before we get to talking about our games of uh, 2020, uh, Xenosaga HD Collection apparently, according to Katsuhiro Hirata, had actually progressed to the remasters plan. Uh, for Bandai Namco, and it failed in profitable market analysis, meaning that they thought that it wouldn't make any money, so uh, compared to what they would have to spend on making them, which you got to remember these games, Xenosagas, are basically half the game is all cutscenes. Uh, so 
it would cost them a heck of a lot more than they would make. So they did. Oh, not. were they were they thinking about like not just upresing? I guess up you can only upres to some degree with some of these, you know, very low resolution cutscenes, pre-rendered cutscenes. Well, yeah, so they'd, they'd be remastering them. them. So, but you're remastering from the PS2, so. Yeah, that's yeah. like a lot of remastered games from the PS2. It's like, okay, everything looks great because it's the game assets being up or rendered in, in 4K even, but then you get to the cutscenes and it's like the cutscenes look like the old cutscenes. Except worse right. because the resolution scaling is never quite right. So it's But I think all shitty. the cutscenes for Xenosaga was in-engine. So I don't oh. think that they would have to... But even then, you're talking about three long-ass games... So that's probably why. Uh, and also, it's weird because they had a Xenosaga 1 and 2 on the DS that never got translated either. So In-engine cutscenes should be a lot easier to deal with. Yeah, but I can yeah, understand. Like just... That's a lot of game to have to up-res and make sure it works and all that stuff. And It sucks because I really like those games uh, back on the PS2, but... Oh, well. I'm a big fan of the um, Yasunori Mitsuda soundtracks for those, so I've always wanted to play them. I was actually kind of looking forward to them. That's a bummer. Yes, huge bummer. So, Well, maybe some other time it will get uh, brought up again and it'll pass the next time. Who knows? But alright, so let's get on to talking about our most of the spit of games of 2020. Obviously, everybody listening will have their own, so... You know, hey, feel free to send us your most anticipated games, uh, and you know, on Twitter or whatever. Uh, but these are ours. Some of these are gonna repeat, so we'll just talk about them all at once, and then, you know, anybody that has one that's separate, we can just uh, go from there. So, uh, for me, uh, well, I'm going. Jens, uh, you have Deadly Premonition as your number two most anticipated game. I have it kind of much lower on mine. You know, I know how much of a big Deadly Premonition fan you are, so. Yeah, I haven't really seen I'm just, I'm staying fairly um, blind on it. I'm not going to really. They haven't shown anything. Okay. Nothing. They showed that okay. like one trailer and that was it. I haven't even seen that. I I, I don't uh, I don't want to be you know that's that's a game that I know I'm gonna play it when it comes out, and uh, so I don't need to be sold on it at all. But yeah, I just want to see what the hell Sweary does of it. The continuing, you know, I, I I just I can't even imagine. Yeah, I mean this is gonna be fun. Like just getting to see what Sweary does with this on the new consoles and everything. Will it actually come out this year? We'll see that too. So, uh, Randy, uh, you have Halo Infinite as your number 10. I have it as my number three. I'm a huge, huge Halo fan. So, like I mentioned, that was one of the things that is tempting me to, well, do I just keep on with my Game Pass on PC and not get the series x for a while and see how that goes or do i just get a series x but man this is supposed to be as much of a reinvention of halo as it is a halo 6 and i'm all for that just to see what they do with it 
what do you uh, what do you think, Randy? Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of the few games that we know of is coming out in late 2020. So mm-hmm. that that window will get a lot more crowded <laughs> as as the year goes on and E3 happens and stuff. But but I'm with you. I was a big Halo fan like early on, you know, two and three especially. And I've kind of fallen off the series. I have the Master Chief Collection, but I've only played it a little bit. Uh, but it's one of those, I mean, especially if they kind of go back to their roots or they try different things or whatever they, they are able to work. I'm, I'm curious about it. I don't know if I'm ever going to play it, but I'm very curious about what they do with the series. I mean, after they totally butchered the story for Halo 5, they kind of had to. So, yeah, I... They this is sort of a necessity as much as it is. Okay, well we've had all this time to be away from the Halo series. What do we do now? I just really hope that they nail it with this because it's again this could really be a be another big boom for Microsoft that they've spent these last few years really trying to be consumer first. Now can we nail it with the games? And I think this is the one that really has to hit. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mark. Go I on. have a, my number 10 disaster report for Summer Memories. <laughs> really? Which I'm sure is a game everyone else is itching to play as well. Okay, hold on. What the... F- there has been a disaster report 1, 2, and 3. What the heck is this? It's a... I mean, it, I think the first two came over from Japan, but I never actually played them. But it's a series about, like, you go into, like, you're a character... And you come up, come into a city, and like a big disaster happens, like an earthquake or usually an earthquake. Let's be real. And you basically have to survive and do a bunch of quests for people in order to get like new gear and outfits and stuff. Uh, that's kind of about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've I've only seen let's plays of these games, but they do seem neat. Uh, I didn't uh, realize there was a new one coming, but uh, yeah, I'll a, probably play that. It's out in Japan. Um, the reviews aren't great. Like they're like it's too faithful to the original ones, and it's like, well, oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a very niche series. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I think about like Deception Four. It's like, yeah, that was very much like mm-hmm. the old ones. Like, what do you want? Um, I, it's it's kind of a goofy game. Like, you know, you can. Yeah, it's just very weird. Uh but you're trying to like save people and, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say form a community, but, you know, partner up with people and stuff like that. Like, we'll see if it, if it comes out over here. I mean, if they said it will, but we'll see. <laughs> but I, I mean, if it does come out, I'd like to play it or give it a shot. Well, Jens, why are you so excited for Destroy All Humans, the remake? Oh, I mean, it's just because uh, I have strong nostalgic feelings for Destroy All Humans. It's been... What, like, that was 2005, so, you know, it's been, like, 15 years since that original game. The sequels are all terrible. I guess the second one is okay. Uh, But, like, Path of the Furon was awful. So uh, I'm just hoping that this remake is going to recapture what made Destroy All Humans so fun back in the day, which is kind of like reverse Redneck Rampage, almost, with a similar sense of humor, which I always enjoyed. I I just like wrecking... You know, the White House and then abducting people and all the, and just, you know, running around being a uh, murdering alien. It's, it's, it's a really enjoyable kind of sandbox destruction game. And I'm um, hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that it'll be a good remake. Let's put it that way. 
Yeah, because of um, because of PlayStation Now, I'm actually finally playing Destroy All Humans for the first time. It's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like it's nice. Like controlling the UFOs is fun, and you you know you've got you've got all sorts of weapons. You can kind of bowl things over. You can you know you you're abducting, you're shooting rays, you're abducting cows, you're you're doing all the things that aliens do in old 50s sci-fi movies, and uh, I really like that aesthetic also. Oh, there you go, man. Uh, so, for sure, when that comes out, you know, we're going to have to get Jens to, to be on the podcast to talk, talk about it. Anytime, man. Uh, I do want to make mention that, really quickly, uh, on the 17th of January, you're getting... Not only Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which nobody has on here. I'll be forced to play that. <laughs> I'm sh- yeah, if you get, if we get a code for it, or um, you will, I'm, I'm you will already probably get stuck with that. <laughs> and hey, you I, know, I it, it might be yeah. okay. Yeah, I had it on my list, and then I forgot about games that don't have an exact release date, and I had a, I, I got bumped, but. I mean, we can play the Dragon Ball Z Goku storyline for the 58th time in a video game. My right? my concern is it's in 3D. There's no, been no good 3D Dragon Ball games ever. <laughs> yep. I mean, you could probably say that for anime games that aren't fighting games as well. And when they tried it with the fighting game, what happened? Jump Force. Ugh. So... I, I mean, the other game that's coming out that same day, Toko Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, the remaster, I will so be getting that on day one. I'm excited that this is getting remastered. It's the game that I told Mark, I was like, if we get to the point where we're remastering this, we've really, the Switch has been doing well. And the Switch has been doing well, and we got this remaster. So, I'm super excited. Jens, I know you, uh, are sort of excited as well, or which one? Sorry, uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions getting. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I really like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Um, I'll be happily playing it again at some point. But it's kind of I, with that and Xenoblade. I mean, both of those. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna buy them. But it's just it'll be hard to prioritize them over new games that I haven't already experienced the story of. I know, me too. I mean, I didn't get to, like, I played a lot of it on the 3DS. I didn't get to play it on the Wii. So, like, getting to see it on the big TV and, and seeing how Zelda Chronicles is going to look. Uh, oh, yeah. You, know, that, you, that's Wii, you didn't play fun. those on Wii? You didn't play those on Wii U? I didn't play, I played Chronicles X. I didn't oh, okay. play Chronicles, which is only on the Wii. And, like, right. you know, I played it when and, it and came then... to the new 3DS. So. Yeah, I I didn't play the 3DS port. I heard it wasn't great. No, it was it's actually pretty good, because that's what okay. they made the new 3DS for was to play that game, and mm. uh, it, it played pretty well actually. So okay. Um, yeah, and then of course, in a smaller way, the K- the Kingdom Hearts Three Remind DLC, just to be able to play as the characters that you should have been able to play as in their original game, but you know, you know how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but still, still, we don't get our vagina bones in Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, yeah, that'll uh, that'll have to wait. So, one game that is the only game I think that is on all of our lists um, is right. Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
And yeah, I mean, it's not the whole game, but it's Midgar at least. And are you ex are you expecting that it's really gonna be what Square Enix is is promising that it's it's gonna fill an entire game and you're gonna be happy about it and not feel cheated? I mean, I'm sure the they'll end. give you all sorts of side quests and new content and stuff to do in Midgar. Like I'm sure they'll blow that stuff up and make it substantial. How how fucked up do you think Kate Sith is gonna look in that game? Oh, we won't know for a while. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> but dude, I everything looks I mean the character designs, the the you know look it looks absolutely gorgeous. So um I have I have confidence. Yeah, I was I was really disappointed when they said it wasn't gonna be turn based and they were gonna change the battle system. But but seeing some of the videos, that looks amazing, and I'm actually okay with them expanding what they're doing here at the beginning and making just that opening Midgar section, you know, its own game because there's a giant part of Midgar you don't even see. You don't see most of it because there's there's supposed to be I think there's like eight sections and you only ever see two of them. Yeah, like I'm glad that we didn't do eight reactor blow-up sections. I'm glad that didn't happen. But you can still go to a couple of the other ones. I, I want to say with like the two, you blow up two, and then the one that you're in, and the one right over with the Corleone yeah, like guy. section six, and so I think you see half of them. But there's a lot left that you can really get into. Obviously, they're gonna hit more on Sephiroth since you've seen him. So I'm I'm super excited for this remake yeah i mean just from all the screenshots we've seen and and everything else it's like god march 3rd cannot come fast enough for us to finally get to play this you know uh but i just hope it's not something where all they do is just add extra quests and it kind of feels like you're just going round and round if they do add in different sections of Midgar that we haven't seen, and it definitely does feel like a new game in an old setting, then sure, you know, I think it's going to accomplish what people want. Alright, uh, Jens, I mean, you're all excited for this System Shock remake. Yeah, this one I've actually been following They since they announced it, like, years ago. They announced this thing, and they just had, like, two little concept screenshots, like, one of the inventory and one of just you using a computer. And it already... But it, it was just promising, you know, the idea of taking the original System Shock, which is still probably the best of of that style, you know, what, what has basically become... You know, Bioshock's kind of the spiritual successor to it, and so is Dead Space in a way. You know, Dead Space was supposed to be a system shock at some point. So you kind of know what to expect, right? It's like puzzle solving, hacking, some combat, some survival horror, you know, first person, really, really strong narrative, lots and lots of environmental storytelling. You know, it it revolutionized, it really defined that genre of first person kind of, you know, action RPG or whatever you might call it. And uh, it has come a long way. I don't know if you guys have looked at some of the footage, but, I mean, it looks gorgeous. It looks uh, perfectly accurate to the original game. 
it, it's weird having so many remakes on my list that I'm looking forward to, but it really, you know, this is just, it's the nostalgia bait for me, right? Where it's like a thing that was a, a huge game, one of the biggest games of my youth, kind of made to look uh, um, modern, but maintaining everything that made it great. That is my hope. There. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing when, when you're looking towards games for the next year is it's is your mind goes to sequels or remakes because it's based on games that you've played before like system shocker Final fantasy 7 for a lot of us so yeah that's why i think you have a lot of remakes is i i do too is because that's what we're our, our brains are focused on and then these other games that are going to come in and, and completely surprise us like we have right. yeah it's kind of it's, it's just well, you know what you're getting into, into right like you know it's not gonna mm-hmm. you know it's not gonna fail you because you know what you're getting into yeah. well you yeah. hope you, you, you hope it's not gonna fail you there's time to write this uh i missed system shock on the first when it first came out uh i tried to play it years and years later but i, I don't think it has aged super well but i know everyone that played it back in the day absolutely loves it so i'm i'm excited that it is getting remade and retooled for for newer generation consoles and stuff, so I can finally play it. Yeah. So I think I, I'm, people I'm who, yeah, people who grew up on the Bioshock games or like something like Prey um, or Dishonored, you know, for them, I think System Shock is gonna it's it's gonna feel like a very natural thing. Um, it's not gonna feel like something that's that's like out of time or or has aged badly because just because it really. You know, all those all those games now, especially especially that last Prey really kind of follows System Shock pretty closely in a way. So people are people are used to that, I think, now. Um, I think you're really gonna like it, Randy. If you have never played it before, I think yeah, it'd be a great great way to get into that. I would have be excited for System Shock, but like all the behind the scenes drama, it's like scary. <laughs> like they like rebooted that the thing twice already <laughs> like, sure sure what <laughs> but i mean look what look where it's where it's gotten i mean it looks fantastic it, it's the same you know you've got vampire the masquerade 2 on your list and that's again kind of in that same vein the or like deus ex is also kind of that genre so um yeah i think like, there's just a, a taste for it yeah but like vampire like they didn't say the studio didn't say oh we made it we made a demo and they made a worse looking demo and it's like what <laughs> What happened? <laughs> well, I think they couldn't quite the the original proof of concept. I don't think they they could quite accomplish properly once they were trying to make a real game out of it. Yeah, because it was supposed to be in Unity, and then they switched to Unreal Engine Four, and it's like I could have told you ahead of time that Unity would not be able to do this correctly. Like you didn't need to do this. Yeah, it was, was a much scale project then. Yeah, because it was originally supposed to be, be like a one to one remake of it. Now. Like oh we're adding a adding a bunch more shit and it's like well, all right yeah. <laughs> I don't think you necessarily wanted that or needed that but I, mean, I would have been happy okay. with a one one remake but I, I think uh, um, it's really come a long way. Yeah. All right, so Randy, what about your dreams? Yeah, I'm just I'm excited for dreams. I was a, a big fan of the Little Big Planet series, and it's I mean the. The developer levels were good enough, but especially if you go back like a year later, the things that people were able to create is ridiculous. So now you take that and you just 
scale it to a hundred and you, you can build even more and it's more of a 3d environment not just 2d stuff and i'm super excited to see what people can create in it uh it's not going to be a game that i buy on launch even though it's kind of right before the craziness really starts happening in, in 2020 but it's one of those probably games i'll get during the summer that you can really just start messing around with and it'll be interesting to see what people do in like six to eight months and, and are really able to use their imagination and creativity and, and just create great little side games. So is this out right now in a limited form? Yeah, you can buy into like the it's an early early release on PS4. I mean you can just buy it. I think they're like taking it off soon though. Okay. So it's like a beta kind of thing? Yeah, but I mean, like, once it comes out fully, you'll have the full thing, so... Right. Story mode, probably lots of extra things to make stuff with. Yeah, I mean, I played the beta when it, like, a few months ago. It was pretty fun. I mean, it was early then, but it was enjoyable. Cool. Randy, have you have you tried it yet in any form? No, I have not yet. I, I'm waiting. Very cool. Well, my number nine is, um, it, like you said earlier, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that's good. Yeah. The first one is a little janky, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, first Vampire the Masquerade is fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, if this is, I'm hoping for something like, um, you know, what Deus Ex Human Revolution did for Deus Ex, that this could do for Vampire the Masquerade, kind of bring it back. As opposed to Deus Ex Mankind Divided. <laughs> yeah, I didn't didn't want to mention that one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, hoping it'll be a good one of those. Yeah, it looked a lot more supernatural. Like actually, that's one of the first few things. Like, well, the, one of the things I liked about the first one is very not rooted in like reality, or it didn't have a ton of supernatural stuff going on in it. Except for the fact that it's vampires. Yeah, vampires but there's no like. Uh, like this one looked a little a little too crazy almost. Like you're like flying through the air and shit like that. Like that wasn't in the first game. Yeah, but isn't that if you you've played the West End West End games, right? That the, there's a pen and paper vampire the masquerade that this is all derived from. That's all in there. No. No? <laughs> I don't play pen and paper RPGs. <laughs> right. Uh but also yeah, I helped seemed... uh, the go on. No, no, please. I was gonna say this helps like the uh, what we do in the sh- shadows vampires <laughs> have a cameo somewhere. Oh yeah, that'd be cute. Uh, yeah. Randy or Sean, any opinions about Vampire the Masquerade? Do you ever play I that? Uh, I I haven't Vampire played it. It's it's very Deus Ex. Like if you've played Deus Ex, it's Deus Ex. Don't 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 use that as your example. I- it uses the Half-Life 2 engine. Like it was, like, I think it was like the first Source Engine game, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it's all, it's like I think like the first one takes place in like LA, so it's not like it's not supernatural or you know anything like that. Like you're going around like city streets and like you know sucking homeless people's blood in uh, like alleyways and crap like that. <laughs> And also, like, totally mesmerize people. That's pretty fun. <laughs> yep. Sucking homeless people, your favorite. Oh, God. Alrighty. Well, I had bought it, I had bought it, actually, but Mark told me that it has no 
gamepad support and other issues yeah, or whatever on PCs. Yeah, it's too early. Of course, it came out in 2004. There are a lot of great. There's a lot of good fan-made patches for Vampire, though. Yeah, I mean, like, you might find uprising the graphics, putting gamepad support in. It's all there if you want to mod it. Okay. Well, maybe. He's got a dedicated base of people who, who who improve it. Yeah, like when the game first originally came out, it was kind of unfinished. <laughs> like a lot of RPGs of that era. <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Maybe one of these days. Maybe they'll do some kind of putting in the first one with the second one or something. Well, the first one's so dirt cheap nowadays. Like, it's not like... And they're not going to... Like, another company made it, so I assume the rights were, like, held up somehow. <laughs> ah, well, that stinks. Yeah. Well, uh, Randy is the only one that has Marvel's Avengers on... I, I don't get the hate. I think it'll it looks, be good. It looks bad. Every trailer they've shown. Is, <laughs> exactly, you know, it looks bad. The, the looks bad. It all looks like narrow, narrow corridor crawls where you're just beating up people. That's what badly. you're going to do in the Avengers game. That's what you do in the, the Ultimate Alliance game. Is just beat people up. I, I'm interested in it. I, it's not going to be anywhere near my game of the year, I'm sure. But, I mean, my whole family is huge into the Marvel Universe, so I, I'm I'm worth giving it a shot. I, I think it'd be just like turn your brain off, goofy fun at this point. I don't think it's going to be a, a crazy story, though I know they're trying to make it serious with Captain America dying and all this stuff and trying to make it serious. I'm not going to play it for the story. I, I think it'll just be a, a good family game, hopefully a good multiplayer in it. I think I'm more on Randy's side. I think it looks perfectly fine, and uh, I'll play it. I, I, I'm 100% sure it'll be better than Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. 100%. I completely forgot about that E3 presentation when they interviewed the voice actors for like eight minutes for no good goddamn good reason. Well, I could kind of see it because they are kind of all well-known video game voice actors, so... You know, no. maybe they thought it was any good attention. I mean, they do have voice actor God and voice actor Jesus in the game, so they have to talk to him. Yeah, but they're <laughs> they're in half the games already, so what does it matter? <laughs> I know. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, Doom Eternal is coming out. Yeah, why did it? I, I I'm glad I I have I'm one of those people that has no problem with games getting delayed. Because I would rather a game come out good than need many patches to make good later on. But why do they have to delay it right into the middle of the craziness that comes out in 2020? Like, this was going to be my game to play after I was done with Death Stranding. Because Bethesda never cares about release dates. Come on. I know. But it's fine. But at least they come out with crappy games. Yeah, I was going to say, they don't care about quality either anymore. Yeah, so... I'm cool with them pushing it back. I'm excited for it. I, I haven't played all of The Last Doom, but what I played was fantastic. So I, I would didn't, like more of that. Didn't you not like it, Jens? Or yeah, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't you a know, fan. 
I got like to like level five or six, and I was like, yeah, this is all right, but this is already kind of boring me. Like, I just I did not like the focus on melee finishers. Yeah. Uh, it didn't feel very doomed to me, and then the other parts of it that did feel very doomed to me, which is the the hunting for retro key level. cards and the labyrinthine oh. nature of it. Uh, that part was like, okay. I didn't really want to go back to this, but I, I wouldn't say it's a bad game. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like, this well, is serviceable, but not for me. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Watch Dogs Legion? Ugh. Watch yeah. Dogs? The first, yeah, game, the first game sucked, but the Watch Dogs 2 was pretty good. Okay, I didn't play I 2 because I, I just hated Watch Dogs so much that I wrote that series off. Yeah, well, Watch Dogs 2 uh, fixes the problem of having the, the, the worst main character ever in a game. Okay, well, that helps. Yeah, yeah. I, the story in Watch Dogs 1 wasn't great. I like the gameplay in it. I mean, it was a, a knockoff, you know, Grand Theft Auto, of course. Right? Like, it wasn't fantastic. I haven't played 2 yet, uh, but... Two's like, 2, they, like, really went up the gameplay. Like, it's really a lot of fun in that. But, but this new one just looks so over-the-top crazy. I, I'm building a, a whole team of crazy grandmas. I don't know about you guys. Uh, and unlike Doom Eternal getting pushed back, I'm just so happy that Watch Dogs 3 got pushed back. So it'll be something to play hopefully summer or fall time. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. My backlog is always so crazy that I don't give a damn when things come out. So I, I just I play them when they come out, and that's it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still kind of sad that, that we did our top 25 before Christmas because Christmas time was my time to start playing things. I, I mean, you guys would have never had it on the list, but I just finally started playing that ukulele uh, impossible layer game. That thing's fantastic. <laughs> I was like, it would have been on my list so easy. And I'm like, oh, we already did it. That's fine. So you're a fan of ukulele, but not Bloodstained. No, no. no. I, haven't, no I haven't played Bloodstained yet. That's another well, game I want to. No, no. I should rephrase. You, someone gave you ukulele, not Bloodstained, and that's what you decided to play. <laughs> My understanding is that that impossible layer is a huge step up over original ukulele. So yeah, the original ukulele I mean, was was yeah, too. It would have no, to no, be. <laughs> listen, no, ukulele was great, but it was too married to the original, like banjo kazooie games, and games have grown up past that. So it was like playing a game from 1997 with the same mechanics, the same everything. It was a little bit too much. Like I, I don't think they upgraded it enough. The Impossible Layer, from when I played it, is like, the gameplay is a lot like the old Donkey Kong countries and, and stuff, but they've upgraded things and they've made it better. So yes, I understand why people didn't like ukulele, but but this other one is great, and I still want to play Bloodstained, but I'll get around to it. That's your next assignment. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's your more holiday gaming time ready. Yeah. Play Bloodstained. Sure. But yeah, no, anyways, but Watch Dogs 3 looks fantastic, and I love the variety of characters you can play in it. My only I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the gameplay of the first Watch Dogs, so I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see what they do with the I didn't. One. I didn't like the hacking. I, I didn't like the, the way the, really the handling. The, the stealth was actually pretty good, but the stealth was basically Splinter Cell Conviction. So it's like you just, okay, here's the section that's like Splinter Cell Conviction, and and when it's over, you've got to go back to the bad stuff. I don't know. It, it wasn't... Yeah, I mean, the first one, like the gameplay, it was passable, but it was like, the problem was like that stupid main character. Like, 
him he was the one who like he, he was the one who ultimately got his like nephew killed and he took like no responsibility for it. He just blamed everyone else. And it's like, well, you're the one who robbed the criminal that caused the criminal to, you know, get revenge on you. So what do you want? I don't remember shit about the story because it was so completely unmemorable to me. But I guess that, like, Watch Dogs 2 was supposedly a lot better. So maybe maybe Legion will be really great. I I just don't know. Well, that's my concern about 3 is, like, how do you have a game where you don't have a main character? (laughs) Yeah, I'm just generally burned out on Ubisoft open world stuff. They didn't really have a main character in the first one, so they went fine. You made your own mm-hmm. main character. It just had a bad one. There's a difference. That's true. Very true. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to quickly talk about No More Heroes 3. Um, yes. I love the other No More Heroes games, except for the thing on the Switch this year that was. It I'm came just to not. Systems. <laughs> well, whatever. The... Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the mini games thing. The thing is, it kind of sucks as it apparently ties into three. So, but all, hey, all I'm, the No More Heroes games have terrible mini games in them. Like this I'm kind glad, of thing. I know, but I'm like, I'm glad. I'm fine if it's like in a normal game, but not when it's like that is the game. Gotcha. You want to uh, see? You want to see Travis Touchdown beat off with his beam saber in full HD glory, not uh, a little little <laughs> top down version of him. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I'm glad that we're getting a No More Heroes 3 because I was hoping that's what it was leading to. So, hey, if that had to happen for that to happen, that's that's the most important part. So, yes, I'm I'm glad that's happening. And yeah, so you know, Neo 2, Jens, um Stephanie reviewed the first one for the site and she loved the crap out of it because, you know, it's Dark Souls but samurai stuff. Well, it's it's Dark Souls, but uh, um, you know Ninja Theory kind of combat, and uh, a man like it's got like you've, it's Dark Souls, but hey, how about five different stances and a million different weapons and skills and an insane upgrade system and tons and tons of loot and just like all this all this stuff that. Uh, Okay, so like the core of it, I still think I still enjoy Dark Souls better. I think Dark Souls has like better level design, better better art direction, uh, that sort of thing. But like Neo, really, as far as the the combat goes, Neo is is pretty unmatched. It's one of the best playing games um, ever, and uh, it, they it seems like Neo too. It's just more Neo. It's like more weapons, more skills, more everything. Um, also. You know, more difficult. But uh, we'll see yeah. where that goes. The, the beta has been absolutely wrecking me. So um, I'm a little scared of it too, but I'm still looking forward to it. And yeah, as I platinumed original Neo and loved every second of it. So um, I'm ready for more. Well, Mark, I know you're waiting for X and Verge 2. Yeah, that trailer looked pretty good. Because the first one. Uh... It was neat, but a lot of it was just in, you know, in cave systems and like sci-fi crap. Uh, so this one looks a lot more outdoorsy and uh, like you know, full or you know, a lot more has better width to it. Uh, yeah, first game was cool. I'm excited for this one because this will probably be the only good Metroidvania in this this year, unless I'm on Shadow Complex too. <laughs> 
Jeez, don't give them any kind of hope that a bunch of indies will make, you know, Metroidvania. So we haven't seen those every freaking year well, this year. And I'm sure, like, Ori will be fine, but that's not quite the same thing. Cause it's a lot, a lot more combat-focused. <laughs> well, you mentioned it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is coming, and the first one was such a fantastic game. Yes, it was difficult, um, but yes, it was, like... So it's a neat little story, and the characters. Uh, I love those characters too. I just, um, yeah, I, this starts that whole like, hey, Microsoft's got studios again thing, and uh, why not? I, I think it's going to be a big hit, like the first one was, and I'm excited to play it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. The first one was so colorful and beautiful, and the gameplay was so tight. I, I absolutely loved it from start to finish. I'm ready for a second one. Well, um, I think uh, another one that we all kind of are sort of excited for, Ghost of Tsushima. We've seen, you know, trailers and uh, teasers and everything else. So they showed quite a bit at the Game Awards, uh, who the ghost is at least. Um I, I, I love the fact that it's going to be, it looks like it's going to be open world. There's no HUD, is what they're saying. No waypoints, so you're not going to know where you're going. Uh, hopefully they make it an option where you do, because, you know, I don't have time to be lost, really. Um, you know. It, it, it could work. Me. Like, oh, Breath of the Wild made it work, right? So if they fill it with enough stuff where you're always encountering interesting things and you can kind of pathfind based on landmarks uh then if if they really pull that off then i love the idea of the you know extreme no hud no map no fast travel like the extreme immersion could be really great well i had to eventually buy a guide for breath of the wild because i got tired of <laughs> wondering yeah. what i was supposed to do so that's the danger yeah. of this then yeah that ghost game reminds me ever, I mean, I assume Yens might have played it. Remember Tenchu Stealth Assassin? Yes. Well, Tenchu. It reminds me of that, but good. <laughs> I think Tenchu was good for its time. It would be I mean, Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little critical. Like, Tenchu, like, the problem with Tenchu was, like, you know, it was on a PS1, and everything was at night, and you can only see eight feet in front of you. But, I mean, like, the whole, like, you know, stabbing people from, the from like, jumping on top of them, or having a bunch of, like, yeah, items like, to do stuff with. When you're in a confined space, it definitely has that kind of Tenshu vibe. But I also, man, the open world just, it looks beautiful. This is this is exactly, you know, it's like you're custom making a game for me. You know, I love Samurai. I love, I love Melee games. I love third-person combat games. So it's kind of everything I want. I'm really hoping that it'll deliver on its promises. Yeah. Well, another big game that uh, everybody's waiting for. Of course, the next thing from CD Projekt Red, at Cyberpunk 2077. Go ahead, uh, Mark. What do you think? Looks good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I tend to like sci-fi more than fantasy, so this will probably be way up my alley. Uh, Again, it's based on the pen and paper I used to play, so I already care about the world. Yeah, but every, everything is according to you. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just this, this happens to be that's like a trend for 2020 is like adaptations of uh, of old uh, pen and paper properties, which I love because they translate well, I think, into video games. Randy, are you uh, excited for this at all? I'm a little excited. Haley's way more excited. This is going to be her game to play for sure. 
I, I, this would be probably one that I watch more than play. Yeah, I mean, I think the only problem, the foreseeable problem, is I think it's going to run really bad in these consoles. <laughs> yeah, if you have a base PS4 and base yeah. Xbox One, yeah. Like, if thank Control God, was doing a number on consoles, I can't imagine what this is going to do. I imagine, like, the P- like they'll make the PS5 and Xbox 8000, whatever version they're making. Uh so I imagine it looks better than that or play better. Um, but yeah, it looks good. So your thing is getting on PC. Yeah, if it can. If it comes to Steam, let's say that. <laughs> I think it already is on Steam. I mean, it stays on Steam. <laughs> it's a freaking launcher. It's all right. That's that's unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have both of them. It's not hurting my PC. I, have I already it. have. I already have four launchers. How many more do I should I meet, feel the need to install? <laughs> a fifth Six. one. It'll be all right. Six more. <laughs> so, um, you know, Jens, I'm a huge Psychonauts guy. So yes, I've been too. waiting forever for Psychonauts 2. And, man, if it really comes out, I'm going to be stoked. It's going to be one of my favorite games to play this year. Totally. I mean, I've been, I've been a Tim Schafer fan pretty much since he started making games. So, and Psychonauts 2 had like just absolutely brilliant level designs, great, great puzzles, great platforming. The art direction was out of this world. So if if they can if they can do it again, I, I just I just want more uh, more minds to explore, more more psychoses to uh, to solve for people. I just hope it's not a snow job like Brutal Legend does was. <laughs> you mean where it, it where like it turns out to be a different genre than you expected? Yeah. Well, yeah. as as you know, I liked the strategy in uh, Brutal Legend, so. So you're the one. <laughs> I didn't mind it. It just got it was like it got boring after a while. Like it was like I wanted I to go back to the action. They they were always yeah. introducing new new units and new mechanics and things. Like even by the end, like it it got pretty challenging. It didn't really. No, I agree. It, it got really harder. Was, I was just kind of like, oh, I liked it when it was the other game a little bit more. Like it, like it, for the it first fit hour. with that. <laughs> yeah, it fit. Yeah, it know. fit that setting a lot more. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. love third person action games, but you know there are a lot of them, so I'm totally fine with them doing something something else for it but yeah i can understand if you're drawn in by the the art style and the concept and then disappointed that it's not the game you wanted but i still thought it was a great game anyway mark mark will bring it up all the time because he he knows that i that you know i'm an outlier on it so yeah but second nuts is something everyone can enjoy and should enjoy so second nuts 2 should also be good yeah oh, randy are you a psychonauts person no i haven't played it but you, as a as a as you a should. banjo fan, as a ukulele fan, you like three D platformers. That's like one of the greats. I know. Do you know how many video games have come out in my that's life? Why, that's why you haven't played it because it's a good one of those, not a bad one. <laughs> oh come on now. <laughs> that's yeah, mean. Mark likes Conquer. No, I distinctly okay. do not like Conquer. Okay, okay, we're friends I, again. I, that's okay. I, I made I made fun of the guy who used to always put it, mention it on a podcast a while ago. Oh, oh Robert! <laughs> yeah, 
That was the fight forever of Conquer. <laughs> so, uh, Super Meat Boy forever, speaking of. Yes. Do you think it finally comes out? I don't know. I'm on my list, hopeful. Uh, I, I, I'm a fan of the, you know, the speedrunning stuff and watching the, their charity events. And Super Meat Boy Forever always is a sponsor for those things. And it feels like it's been doing it for the last four years. And you're just, oh, it's going to come out. And I always forget about it. And then the next charity event will show up and it'll pop back up. I'm like, come on. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it comes out this year. And if it does, I'm going to play the hell out of it. Well, I am certainly, I mean, I already love the Yakuza games. I haven't gotten to play them as much as Mark. But knowing that there's going to be an RPG Yakuza, count me down that, for that. It looks, it looks great, I think. I So everything about it looks great, except I am concerned. Like even, man, the summons are hilarious. There are a lot of things about taking turning Yakuza into an RPG that that uh, um, are very funny, but I'm just concerned that it'll get tedious. They'll have to scale the encounters down way down. Like if if every time, like if there's as many encounters as there are in a normal Yakuza game, and every time I have to go into a little uh, uh, you know Dragon Quest style <laughs> turn-based RPG thing, uh, I think it'll drive me crazy. So I hope that but, they compensate for that. I mean, it's the same amount of like battles as like Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't go back to original Final Fantasy VII either for that reason, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I like in modern Dragon Quest when you can skip that stuff. Yeah, true. I mean, you can you can avoid encounters in Yakuza as well. You just run away. Or you That's keep... true. Or or you get the belt where they where people leave you alone or whatever. So so I, I know, but I, I just feel like how much grind is there going to be? That, that's yeah. that's my biggest concern with it. Oh my god! I, I can't think... wait till there's like a what you, the runaway animation that, that's gonna play when you got the runaway. You know that's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I do and like the make... new protagonist. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that game's cool. I think due out like next month in Japan. So I'll be curious about what the reviews say for it. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. So Sean, I cut you off. You're making a different point. No, it's fine. I just knowing how that game is, I can already see the the hilarity that they're gonna have of when you decide to run away. They're probably gonna have like so many different uh, the guys saying stuff to you while you do it or whatever. That's gonna be great. I, I fully expect the crazy freeze frame poses when you <laughs> you're doing that, where it's like your mid run or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, really quick for me, Bravely Default 2 got announced at the Game Awards, and I'm supremely excited uh, because I love the Bravely series. Um, don't know exactly where this is going to fit in the Bravely series, but I guess we'll find that out as we get further along. And just seeing them on the Switch and and all that in, in those graphics and everything, it's, you get more of that gameplay, totally down for that. Uh, don't know if you're a fan of them or not, Jens. I love the soundtrack. I'm a huge fan of the soundtrack by, uh, um, oh, what's it called? Linked Horizon or whatever the band is called. Mm-hmm. That did it. Um, listened to it all the time, but uh, I never finished the game. I, I got burned out on it, I think, before I finished it. So Fair at nice. some point I need to go back to it. It's still sitting... Or it was sitting on my shelf, at least, until I had to box up my whole collection. So. 
Well, we talked about the changes, but Resident Evil 3 Remake. Sure, we're kind of all excited about it for it in a way. Except for Yen. <laughs> I never played the original. I, I haven't played Resident Evil 2 Remake yet either, so... Yeah. At some point I need to. I do like Resident Evil, so... Um, I kind of started that series of four. You like the bad ones. That's why uh, I play Resident Evil 6. <laughs> I love 6. 6 is great. Uh, oh, yeah. my God. Okay, there. <laughs> we went somewhere there. <laughs> See, I'm not the only right. one. <laughs> um, you, you'll, you'll know soon enough, Mark. We'll play it in co-op. Four, 4 killed the series. Really? 4 didn't yeah. kill the series. It just turned yeah, into a different game. Series, right? Yeah, exactly. It made it different. It's, is this it, like my earlier rant about Telltale? Yes, exactly. I was just about to bring it up. Basically, it changed yeah. the format completely, and I loved Four. Four is a fantastic game. It is the reason why we got Resident Evil Six. So, did you guys actually uh, play Six? Because like, it's yeah. just a third-person shooter with a lot of spectacle and amusing dumb stuff. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I played Six. Uh, I did not get very far in Six because it, it, I don't want action as much in in my Resident Evils. I, but I'm also somebody that had no problem with tank controls. I was totally fine with that. I would think it worked really well with the original Resident Evils. I'm glad they got rid of them with with the way they've been able to change things. So, I, again, I love 4. I'm not going to say it's a bad game, but it it's what made Resident Evil go down. That and the movie series, because a lot of the Resident Evils then try to shoehorn some of that crap in there um but no resident evil 3 remake i'm super stoked about it's still really weird that it's even happening and that we got the remake to two and and all of this is is happening so fast i'm a little disappointed that we did not get both of them at the same time as originally planned yeah but like compare that to when the first resident evil remake came out that was like 2002 and it was so good <laughs> well, they were being made ago, at the man. same time, so it kind of makes I mean, sense. Come on, yeah. yeah. So to have these two come out so quick to each other because they almost came out as one game. I'm, I know uh, that they put extra love into it, and I'm, I'm stoked. I'd really like to think that if you have both those games on the same console or account, you can play as Knuckles in, the, in Resident Evil Three. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Uh, you think Bayonetta 3 is going to come out, Jens? I mean, why wouldn't it? 2 came out. No, I'm talking well, about I this mean, year. I meant like, I think you meant like this year. But I mean, I have an Amazon order for this. So it's December 31st, 2020. So. Oh, I thought, it was, I thought it was supposed to come out um, I think it's coming here. If not, I'm just going to replace it with Persona 5 Royal. But you guys all know how I feel about Bayonetta. It's one of my favorite series. So I love one, love two. I fully expect Bayonetta three to be um, a masterpiece, just like its predecessor. So hopefully it'll come out. Do you think we yeah, get the Metroid Prime trilogy this year on Switch? Uh, don't care. I would say no, because if I would have announced it already, we're just being assholes. Wasn't there an announcement? Wasn't there something about it? No, they announced, they announced four. Metroid Prime four. Oh, okay. Unless it's just like some stealth drop, but it's like. I mean, oh, yeah. like I said, you're remastering Xenoblade Chronicles and Tokyo Around Sessions. Why the hell are you not remastering the trilogy? Because Metroid Prime Three required didn't require motion controls. 
Yeah, but the Switch can do those. Yeah, in handheld mode, not in docked. <laughs> like, and the, the motion controls in most Switch games are bad. <laughs> or all motion controls are bad, I should say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, there you go. Persona 5 is getting two games this year. Persona yes. 5 Royal. Games of the year. <laughs> and, well, you don't like warrior games, so... I Persona will, 5 Scramble. <laughs> I, I will allow it in this one case because it doesn't look like an actual like Dynasty Warriors game. It actually looks it, good. It also is greatly expanding on the formula. Like, not since um, Pirate Warriors 2 have I been this excited about one of them. Like, it, it's really... Uh, well, it has, like, know, plat- it has, like, platforming, and you can do a bunch of other, like, weird shit in it. So I'm like, hey, It has a serious story with, like, cutscenes and a lot of the new settings... Yeah. The cutscenes look fantastic, um, but also the ability, like everything about the summon, like you know, you can summon your your personas obviously in combat, and that stuff looks amazing. Um, the, the combo look, system like, looks great. All the characters like play vastly different from one another. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where the the Pirate Warriors too. That's you know, I'm not a, the hugest One Piece fan, but those One Piece games stand out to me in the Musou genre because the characters are so strongly differentiated from each other well yeah so Pirate Warriors 4 is coming so hell oh yeah I'm excited for that one too me yeah. too <laughs> but but like this really seems like okay this is not a half-assed Musu this is a we're putting the A-team on it we're going out of our way to to have extra value and to really and polish that you don't get from all of them so um, my, seems like one of the best one of those my problem with most of those games it's like you have a huge map and it's like okay I'm defending I'm defending room B or you know area B but all the enemies are attacking in area F, so I have to go across this half, halfway across the map, defeat them, and then be like, oh, people are attacking in, route, uh, in room H now, go over there. I'm like, no, have someone else do it. I'm tired. Also, there's just, there also seems like there's going to be a lot of great fan service. Oh, that, yeah. You yeah. know, there's, there's the, the, the beach stuff. Um, there were some very compelling bikini shots in that trailer. That's so, Royal, isn't it? Or Was that Royal? Gosh, yeah, I'm mixing them up. Because Royal had the teacher in the bikini. Oh, you're right, you're right. But yeah, they're both really both of them, man. I just I love Persona Five so much, and I love those characters so much that so just you, getting more of them in any well, form. So you join Randy in his appreciation appreciation of Persona Five. What does that mean? He's a big big fan. No, I I, I just haven't. I wasn't able to get into it. Yeah. Well, yeah, Randy. I, Randy. I, I don't think it's bad. I, I just, I, I put it, I, it's on PlayStation now. I have like three or four hours into it, and the story is, has made Wait, my head hurt. I mean, you don't like, you, you <laughs> mentioned to me numerous times, you don't like long games. So it's like, well. I don't, I, I'm not saying I don't like what's, long games. I have two kids. What's making, your head, what's making your head hurt? I'm in the dungeon with the gym teacher. And he's in his underwear, and I don't know. It's it's weird. It's just I'm not saying it's bad. It's just really strange. I mean, it's and it's tech. It's tackling some very topical uh, issues yeah, with this and, very and problematic I, I, guy who is abusing his position. And uh, you, you know, the, if you don't like yeah. the game, you can always send you the anime show. Yeah, the anime will tell you the whole story. Honestly, the only thing I've had a problem that I had a problem with the first few hours is it won't stop holding my hand. Like, I would just like to play the game, but I feel like I'm 
every 20 seconds I'm getting a new tutorial about something. Or, hey, do you remember well, how to attack? I'm well, like, I'll go get out, out, out of those. Yeah, the, the, first, the first dungeon is very much like that, at least initially. But after, like, you get, I think at least Anne as a character, like, you're your fourth party member. That's, like, when the game basically opens up and says, all yeah. right, go and, do it. And I've been wanting to, to get back to it. I just haven't been able to sit down and... and play a bunch here. Well, no, once it doesn't hold your hand anymore, you're going to be sitting there going, well, how do I know if I'm doing the right thing? Because there's so many things you can do in one day and you pick this or you pick that. You, yeah. Oh, so. I'm sure I'll get lost. And it's fine. I'm not saying it's a bad game at all. And for people that enjoy it, I don't... The only thing that I got on it was when we're doing our our list for Game of the Year, I had to put down a, a Persona game every year from somebody. <laughs> how many of these are, are there? But other than that, it's fine. It's just the story was very Atlas, and <laughs> and it's it is what it is. And I always found it funny that a video game was like the gym teacher is the devil. I, he's a like minor bad guy in that game, yeah. actually. But he's the devil in this case in a very real. No, 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 I agree. Way. It's no, and I agree. It was very, very. It's the story. One so thing the the thing I love about this, and the, the thing that kind of sets it apart from other personas, is that. It is kind of very uh, politically woke in a, a way that uh, uh, relates to Japanese politics, which I find fascinating. Which is different from what you would get with Japanese politics. So, yeah, like there's a lot of there, there's a lot of like digs at Shinzo Abe in this game. There's that uh, socialist politician character. There's like a lot of stuff, and and just generally the fact that it tackles you know things like uh, you know sexual harassment and stuff. Um, like it just, totally has a message and wants you to know, and they're not going to yeah. back down. Right, but uh, yeah. I just really I thought it was fasc- fascinating culturally uh, in a way that other pre- I mean Persona Four also is, but Persona Four it's more because of the small town kind of setting, hmm. where whereas here it's uh, um, you know everything is on kind of on a grander scale. I, I I would recommend against the anime actually. I did not like the anime. Um, yeah. So I, I would say play the game. Uh, because the anime does just truncate things to the point where they're dumb sometimes. Well, I mean, they have to try to get a huge-ass story in, like, 25 episodes. I mean, that's hard. Know, but it's just, it's so rushed. It's rushed in the way that the Persona 4 anime wasn't. And, like, the Persona the Persona 3 has the four anime movies, which work really well. Yeah. So I, I just find, like, five is, it's like, swing and a miss to me, that one. Well, last game that we're going to talk about here, Last of Us... Part two. The real game of the year. It'll be for most people, I'm sure. I loved Last of Us, but I don't know if I need a sequel. Like, I thought it was such a perfect self-contained thing with such a perfect ending that I would love for them to just leave it alone. Yeah, I I don't think I can disagree with you. I I really felt when the first one ended that they didn't need more. Um, But with what they're doing with it, I'm okay with it. It's not just the same story. But from what it's looking like, it's not going to be just more of Ellie and Joel. It feels like it's more of a growing up tale with Ellie, which I think is a fantastic way to go with it. I, I still feel like Joel's going to die in this game, and I'm going to cry like a baby. And I feel like it's going to be exactly like the first one, where I have always said that The Last of Us is the greatest game I never want to play again. Because I don't know if my heart can take, take oh, wow. replay oh, that game. I, actually, I played I think a few I times. Played it twice. 
I played it like the first time on PS3, and then I played it when I got my PS4 because it came with it. <laughs> yeah, and I will. I mean, I'm gonna replay it before it comes out just to to get going. But it's one of those games where, I mean, because the story is so powerful and there's so many heart wrenching moments in that game that I remember specifically just stopping after certain points, like, okay, all right, Naughty Dog, you win. I I, I need a break. And it's just one of those. I I worry that the more I play it, the less impactful that stuff will be. And honest, I mean, I'll be the first to admit the gameplay is not a hundred percent perfect. So then when you're just focusing in on the gameplay, I mean, it's still a great game, but to me, what made the last of us so fantastic was that story. And I don't need to do it again. I've, I've lived it and I absolutely appreciate it. And I'm so excited to see what they do with the second one with, with, you know, the better engine in the PlayStation 4 and, and focusing on Ellie and changing the combat a little bit where it's more action-based and, you know, cause she can jump and, and leap over things where Joe was a little older and couldn't really do that stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for this one. I hope they let you keep Ellie's uh, unbreakable knife. I just want more bow play. I, I love the bow sections in that game as, as far as the combat goes. I thought you were going to say you wanted more uh, banjo music. <laughs> I mean, that too. <laughs> I, I wonder if they're going to get Santuala again. I mean, he's an Oscar-winning composer. That was kind of a kind of an interesting get for the music in Last of Us. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting how that game is going to play out. It's going to be one of the biggest ones of the year. They delayed it till May to polish it even more. And obviously, you know, Helps to get it out of the muck that was March as well, so it kind of has more of its be on its own mm-hmm. and get it get appreciated more. So that'll help. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just tells you that we've got so much to look forward to. And again, as I I mentioned at the top, you know, you got the new consoles coming holiday twenty twenty, and then you got a whole slew of games that we don't even know nothing about. Nintendo still has to do their direct in January, and that's without even mentioning Animal Crossing. Which we we know that's coming, but you know, so yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff gonna be coming down the pike in 2020, and yeah, we'll be back sometime this week. Uh, well, for sure, sometime this week to keep doing the best in the decade. Which again, you can hear us discuss our best games of 2010, 2011, 2012, and hopefully we'll get to do three more um by the time the weekend is over if not more than that and yeah until next time for mark yens randy and myself we'll see you later everybody